Welcome back or welcome to the Single Track Podcast. I'm your host, Finn Melanson, and in this episode, we're joined by Adam Mary ahead of the 2023 Western States 100. Before we get started, though, this episode is brought to you by Hoka, Rabbit, Morton, and Features. Head to the show notes page of this episode for new product releases and discount codes from each of our four sponsors. With that, let's get started. Adam Mary, it is such an honor to have you live here with us in Olympic Valley ahead of the 2023 Western States 100. What's up with you? Well, first of all, my honor. Uh, thanks for having me. What's up, man? We just touched down today. Uh, got the full crew here. Um, did a little shakeout. It's beautiful. Like, it's going to be like maybe kind of cool for the race. Getting excited. Word on the street. Yeah. It's going to be a little cold. Crazy. Well, well it's going to be a little not hot. Yeah. Not yeah. <laughs> Relative to states. Yeah. I mean, Heather Jackson was like in a parka today in our interview. Yeah. She is heat trained. Whoa. Well, she's signaling to the field. Light <laughs> yeah. work. Yeah. But Adam, I got to give you a lot of credit. We had you on the pod. We've had you on the podcast many times, but one that sticks out was January, 2022. It was post Bandera hundred K <laughs> in what could have been a low moment. I was impressed by how steadfast you were in your belief that at some point in time in your career, you were going to punch a ticket to States and it was all part of this mission to, to podium and win at this race one day. And I mean, damn it, dude, you're one step closer this weekend, 2023 Western States, you're on the start line. What do you credit yourself belief to in this process? Wow. Well, thanks for that, dude, bringing me back. Um, man, I don't know, maybe like short-term memory loss or something. I don't know. Like, uh, no, seriously though, I, I don't know. Like I've wanted to experience this race for a long time. You know, someone asked me recently, like, where'd you first learn about States? And I was like, I literally don't know. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like it's just in the zeitgeist of our trail running culture. It's just like, everyone knows about States. And I feel like maybe it's from Jim, like being coming aware of Jim and then being like, oh, like, oh wow, Western, you know? But uh, for me, it's just been a dream that's been enduring. And so like, even when you have a little low moment or a setback or like a race that doesn't go your way, it's just like, okay, what can I learn from this and take away? And so um, I think I've learned a lot of things from all the races I've done. And here I am, hopefully I can keep applying those things on Saturday. I got to ask you one unrelated note. I see you're wearing a Thailand bracelet from the world champs. Oh yeah. What's the story behind that? Oh man. Okay. So usually I cut these things off. Like, uh, you know, after CCC you get them. And, uh, for some reason, like the, we really had a special team, uh, in Thailand, like a great group of guys on the 80 K team. And, um, it just made me smile and like brought back good memories every time I looked at it. And, yeah. uh, I don't know, man, like I had it on at Chuck Nut. Uh, I had it on when my child was born, first of all, um, and then wore it for Chuck and Nut. Race went well. Wore it for Canyons. Race went well. So, ipso facto. Exactly. I'm keeping it on for states, um, and it might come off after that because this plastic thing is like kind of annoying with the yeah. baby. But yeah, just it reminds me of all my teammates at Worlds, and it helps remind me that like um, I don't know, I was part of something great there, and like I can dig deep and am capable of like maybe having a great day. It's like Tim Tollefson. I think he kept the UTMB bands. Yes, exactly. Yeah, he's who comes to mind with that. But yeah, I don't know. It makes me smile. Right on. So you're coming off a golden ticket at the Canyons 100K. You know, you got to feel the furnace a little bit down there. Oh, yeah. Um, experience some of the later miles of the race. How have the weeks between, you know, finishing Canyons and I guess where we are now been from a, you know, recovery training standpoint? You know, it's not... Not a huge turnaround, but many people have proven that that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Um, it seems like not a lot of time and a lot of time has gone by at the same time. Like, um, I feel really good. Like I definitely didn't do this on purpose, but I think I raced canyons and got the job done and wasn't 
totally wrecked afterward. Like mm. I felt like I could have run the next day, which was a really good sign to me. And, uh, like in the days, like after the race, like got back to jogging, like didn't rush anything. And, um, yeah, had a few good weeks there. Like I think my highest week was like 120, so nothing crazy, but that's the thing with the short turnaround. Mm -hmm. There's not a ton of time to like build into a ton of volume, but, um, yeah, I'm feeling really good. Like, um, with a race so long, like the hundred K 65 miles at canyons, like I feel like that's still in my system to a large extent. I've done some workouts to sharpen up and, um, yeah, tapered like in a, in a good way these last couple of weeks and heart rate feels really good. Like running out here, I did a shakeout earlier, like feels so fresh. So I'm excited. That's awesome. We, uh, we just re re upped on your, uh, free trail training video. Oh, we'll uh, we great like, stuff. Yeah. Oh, that thank was, you. That was super fun. And like all know, kudos to Ryan. So many questions <laughs> for that, but you know, you threw one of the, uh, very trendy, you know, training buzzwords out there and that was double threshold, double threshold. Um, secret how to all is, my success how is, <laughs> shouts to mike smith yeah exactly <laughs> how how have you i guess how so many people are talking about it i don't know how many people are actually incorporating like double threshold workouts into training for trail races mm -hmm. um how has that approach been how do you like what do you think of that yeah well so i think a couple things like one I don't know that it would work necessarily for everyone. Like, mm -hmm. and I think the thing that you get from a double threshold is like maybe something you could get from a different type of workout, like maybe a, just a really beastly long workout. Like I, th I think I remember like one of Cole's workouts, like he did a 90 minute like warm up and then like some crazy mm -hmm. interval session, yeah. right? Like maybe you get a similar super compensation effect from that. Right. And so for me, like I do well off doubles, like most of my training in incorporates doubles like four or five days a week. And so that, works for me and um i guess i find that like being able to break up like a large amount of workout stimulus in one day like yeah. that mm -hmm. and have it varied like um like in the training video it's like a long tempo type of like threshold effort and then short intervals um you kind of get to recruit some different things but you have some rest in the middle of the day you can norm attack or whatever you want to do um and so for me it's worked well i've been lucky like if you run them correctly and not greedy like yes i think it can reduce the rate of injury but um and so that's what i've experienced i haven't gotten injured from them and i think it works i feel fit yeah yeah we'll see yeah we'll see it's really interesting when i hear you talk about the sport and your preparation you kind of remind me of tom evans you're very academic about it very intellectual about it and i bring all that up because from what i understand you are self-coached now yeah so, so talk about the decision to go all in on yourself and uh just how much you enjoy like i don't know creating your own plan yeah. Well, so a couple things like one, I think I learned a ton from being coached by David Roach and, um, really grateful for everything he taught me. Um, and you know, I feel like I've been an athlete my whole life and I feel like I have a keen sense for how my body is feeling and like when I can lean in and when I should like lean back and like pump the brakes. Um, and I feel like that's a little easier to do when I'm more in control for some reason. Like, I don't know if that it probably stems from me mostly, right? Like, yeah trouble like being as open right with a coach as I maybe should be but um yeah like and I think too like with the guys that I train with in Boulder like we have kind of a brain trust like thing and I feel like when you can bounce ideas off like each other it's hard to like beat that level of expertise like you know Matt has an exercise phys degree he's been running his whole life like Seth has been running for a very long time he used to be a triathlete so it's like we have like a and Drew as well like very experienced athlete and so we have a diversity of ideas. And so like, definitely it's not like I'm writing my training 
alone in a vacuum. Bouncing ideas. Yeah, definitely. So you've got, yeah, you've got the, quite the group of training partners and especially some that have a huge amount of experience at Western States. Yes. Does this feel like your first Western States? Like, yes and no. Like I really do feel familiar because I've crewed twice. Mm -hmm. Um, I've raced other races that are on this course, like forest till to the finish, basically overlook 50 and canyons certain extent. So I feel pretty familiar, but it's cool. I thought about coming out to training camp and I was like, I actually want the first hundred K to be new. Like I'm looking forward to that thing you get on race day when it's a race you haven't run of like, you don't know what's around the next corner. Yeah. You know, and like, to me that keeps me engaged and present and it makes the race go by more quickly. So I feel like it feels like my first time, but also like, I kind of know what to expect. Cause I've, I saw Drew come through at hundred K and he was like, Oh my God, like <laughs> this is so much harder. It's always harder than you remember it, you know? And so I, uh, yeah, it's a blend of both. I mean, we have Matt Daniels in the studio here right now. He's, he's nailed Western States before or big, big time, you know, come very close to it. Fourth place at this race, I think in 2019. Yep. What's the best advice you've received from him or some of the best advice about how to approach this race? Oh man, that's, that's a tough question. Um, I've received a lot of great advice from him. Maybe, um, maybe the best like teachings that I've had from him have actually come through getting to train with him and run with him. Like I, you know, Matt is one of the best, like, trail runners like going, you know, in the yeah. world. He's so experienced uh in many different disciplines and one thing I've gained is like I know that when Matt tells me he thinks I'm fit, like he means it. I get to train with him all the time and so you know, when I'm able to like kind of give it back to him a little bit on a run, like I know, oh wow, like I'm I'm getting fit. And so um I know like to race at a high level at this race like it's not enough to just be fit. You have to be really mentally tough too. And I think I've honed that toughness over the last like year. And, uh, I don't know, like Matt is so passionate about this race, Western States, and, uh, he loves it. And so certainly like that has kind of instilled in me, like a love for for it as well. Are there any particular elements of this Western States course? I guess it doesn't have to necessarily have to be the course, but it could be, you know, of the entire day. Like, what, what intrigues you about this particular hundred mile? Well, the history for one is like very, um, compelling, right? Like I want to be a part of the history. And so I'm just so excited to get to toe the line. Um, for sure. Like I haven't seen the high country and I've heard like, it's very beautiful. And so I'm looking forward to that. Um, I think too, like for my strength, like I am an efficient downhill runner and I like running downhill. And so the fact that this is a net downhill course is like, Yes. Like finally, you know, like a net downhill. So that, that'll be fun. I'm really looking forward to like, um, kind of like forest till the finish, like, cause I know it, you know, um, and I know how fun those trails are to run. Um, but yeah, man, like, I don't know, like I, to be fully honest, like as excited as I am to get to know all these competitors, like I hope, I think probably the majority of that'll happen like at the track. Cause I don't like talk that much. I'm trying to save energy when I'm running, but it'll be really fun to be in company with all those people yeah, during the day. For sure. So referencing that free trail film again, we'll link to it in the show notes. Great film. Thank there you. There was sort of an underlying theme there that heading into this year's Western States, you may have a chip on your shoulder in the sense that you're an underdog in this race. Like mm. I've always classified you as a great natural athlete. You played college football, for example. Yeah, I appreciate it. Man. Ryan Cronin, shout out Ryan Cronin, has hey. said you're an excellent climber <laughs> because you're a great athlete. But you, but you talk about the breathe right strips, the, the ketones, you know, the lightweight shoes, like finding every single possible marginal gain out there to compete at the front of this race. Did I sense that right? Like, do you feel like when you look at the competition, 
you are at least in your first year fighting some sort of uphill battle here? Mm. I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, it would be rookie to like say that, oh yeah, like, you know, I'm not an underdog in my first year. Like it's, you know, I think there's a learning curve to learning how to run states. Um, I've never run a hundred, you know? So like that's, that's a good point. Yeah. That's a debut that like, I don't take lightly. Um, and I have a ton of respect for like all of my competitors in the field. Like there's some world-class athletes that have, you know, achieved the highest levels in our sport. Um, and so, yeah, like I'm kind of reverent, like it, you know, with respect to all those things. And at the same time, like I kind of know like what I'm capable of, like if I have a good day and I know what I'm capable of, if I have a great day. And so, um, I, I know that like both of those things require me to just be patient and like, um, be in the right frame of mind. And so that's really like mostly what I'm trying to cultivate, like going into the race. Yeah, we can, we can go into the nuts and bolts as much as you want for the strategy of the race. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess to, put it somewhat vaguely like when preparing for a race like western states are you paying attention to particular splits throughout the race or keying off of various people Hmm. effort-based goals throughout the race how do you approach yeah something like this uh it's such a great question like i you know for example like oh man i would love to like key off tyler green like that guy's such a smart racer um has had great success at this race yeah and I feel like he might be going for the dub and it's like, he might have to race a little more like outside of his normal style. And so it's like, you never know, like I can't Mm -hmm. base my race off the way he's going to choose to run his race. And so, um, I think in, in that regard, I'll be running my own race. Um, I know like what heart rate I should be at, like based on the terrain. And so like, those are the things I pay attention to on a micro level, like during different stages of the race. And that guides me to a large extent just cause I train with heart rate monitor race with heart rate monitors. I know. Um, but yeah, like in terms of strategy, man, like it's not really a secret. Like for me, I'm going to be patient, run my race and then get really fucking tough at the end. So like, <laughs> yeah. that's my strategy. Yeah. If you look at 2023 to date, what is the biggest or one of the biggest assets that you've added to your toolkit as a runner heading into Western States? Mm. Well, uh, I love that question you know, it might seem like maybe I'm training differently. I think it's pretty similar to how I used to train, to be honest, like in terms of numbers, like I'll probably end up at like similar annual volume. Um, but I think the biggest thing is I, I have surrounded myself exclusively with like people who fully believe in me and like put that in like on a daily or weekly basis and, and it's authentic and I really believe it. And so I think like the value of that can't be understated. Like I, I mean, I believe in myself, but like, especially when you have everyone else around you, that's like, dude, like I believe in you too. Like that really means a lot. And so I think that's been the biggest difference, honestly, is like what that has done to my confidence and mindset. Yeah. Cause your, your 2023 has been incredibly consistent in terms of like very high performing race results. Yep. I hope year. to keep it that way. Yeah. And, and you know, so, so many people talk about it being like, Oh yeah. Like physically I did this, but like a lot of times the fitness is the same, but you know, if the confidence, the mindset is there. Yes. That, you know, continues towards great results. Yeah. Plus I think positive feedback cycle, right? Like, you know, when you're patient, run your own race and it goes well, it's like, Oh, maybe I'll do that again. And it works. Yeah. You do it again, you know? So like, I think I've had some signals like that, not just, uh, with being patient, but that I'm listening to as well. Mm-hmm. I got to ask you this question because we, we did a men's preview episode last night. 
and we sort of classified runners in certain categories in terms of their intentions, people that are running to win this race, people that are running to podium, people that are running to secure a top 10 and run it back in 2024. Where would you put yourself in those three categories? Put me in all of them, dude. Okay. Really? Yeah, for sure. Like I definitely, uh, you know, like I would like to know that I'm coming back next year. And so like, of course, top 10 is like a goal, but, uh, you know, certainly at this point, like every starting line I line up on, like I want to win. I dig that. Yeah. And I'm going to do it my way. Like, you know, I think there's a lot of people maybe who uh, might run closer to the front of the field when they shouldn't be. Mm. And I won't do that. Like I know exactly what I need to do to run the best time that I'm capable of. And like, if that wins the race, then that's awesome. And there may be some competitive moments at the end but I think that's where it belongs is like at the end for me, like mm-hmm. I'm not going to win the race, like taking the lead at 30 miles and like running away with it, you know? Sure. Yeah. yeah. We had Tom Evans on the show a couple days back and he, he I, unprompted, he said that he thinks 1428 is going to be what it takes to win this race. It's pretty specific. Yeah. Very specific. He <laughs> I mean, ran 1427. He, and he went he through wrong. the entire like mathematical equation of why it's going to be 1420. Whoa. I mean, the guy. I had to go watch that. Yeah. And respect to Tom. Shout out to Tom. Respect to Tom. Shout out to Tom, of course. Um, what do you think? <laughs> are, you, are you prepared to take the race to that level? I don't know, man. I mean, I'm, I'm prepared. <laughs> I'm prepared. <laughs> I can't with the 1428 thing. Um, no. I, I mean, I'm definitely... Uh, I think on a great day, I'm capable of running sub 15. Um, but I think, I, I don't know what the high country looks like. You know, it's like, I've heard the snowpack is like similar to 2019, maybe less, but I don't know, man. Like again, my first Western States, it's like, I don't know. Like it's all new. Yeah. I think based on what I ran at canyons, like 808 unadjusted, like, I don't know. I felt at the end of that race, I was like, man, I could imagine running 35 more miles. And so if I slow down to 9.15 pay, like, you know, like if I slow down to 9.30 average, like, I don't know, it's all speculative. So, um, I think maybe I might break 15 hours if I had like an amazing day, but I don't know if I'm running 14.28. Like that seems like another level for me at this point, but you never know. Are you in the best shape of your life right now? For sure. I hope, man, that's my answer every time I come on your podcast. you (laughs) You look good. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Awesome. Are you going to the tradition? Yeah. Okay, we've got a tradition here that, that began with Courtney DeWalter on Monday. It's Wednesday, June 21st, summer solstice. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we, have gotta, an, we have an activity for you to partake in. Yep. Uh-oh, an activity. So, yep. Yeah, I mean, we got to have, you know, some sort of, you know, memento for, uh, you know, you being able to come through the, uh, the single, single track, track HQ. HQ. So, okay, what do we have here? This is the official... Oh, yeah, okay, you go. This is the official watermelon of Western States. And, <laughs> oh, my God, dude. And yeah, yeah, normally it's like a company, but it's like this one watermelon. Okay, so okay. The official watermelon of Western States. Okay. There's two things we would like you to do on this watermelon. One, you're going to have 15 seconds to draw your best cougar. Oh, my God, okay. <laughs> and then we want you to sign it. Dude, I'm such a terrible artist. I'll give it a go. All right. Okay. I'm honored, by the way. Love watermelon, so. Yeah, so we'll just. Give me this we'll give you a three, two, one countdown, then we'll go. Oh my gosh, my best cougar. Where should I put it? Just like anywhere on here? Yeah, just wherever it is. Okay. Wherever it feels right. Oh, okay. <laughs> three, we'll you up. Okay. three, two, one, go. Okay. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Time's up. And then sign the name. 
What are we looking at, Brett? I know Sharpies don't actually they don't go. Sign they don't well, sign watermelons yeah. too well. We we'll have to write. Oh yeah, okay. Love I, it. Ooh, you in for the details? Yeah, I um, miss the body and the legs. So you know, it's okay. <laughs> but you, you got the claws and the whiskers and the ears, and then yeah, some like there's uh, like some other stuff. But yeah, okay. So wow, this is a major honor, dude. Yeah, so, Thank yeah, you for is, letting me sign the watermelon. This has been turning into like an interesting social. Man, experiment. Dakotas looks like a bear or something. I mean, everyone we, has a different take. It's awesome, yeah. dude. Yeah, very cool. Well, Adam, seriously, every time you come on the show, you're so generous with your knowledge and perspective, and we cannot thank you enough. And we are wishing you the best on race day. Thank you so much for the time. Uh, thank you both. Yeah. Really stoked.